0: Hello and welcome to episode number 74 of the Today I Found Out Daily Knowledge podcast with me, Simon Whistler, and in today's episode, we're going to learn about split infinitives. Now, you may have the idea that these are not acceptable to use in the English language, but the reality is, is that they always have been, and no matter what your grandparents tell you, you can use split infinitives. There isn't a bonus fact in today's episode, so let's just get started with today's show. Contrary to popular belief, split infinitives are not incorrect grammatically. The majority of modern English grammar guides list split infinitives as being perfectly acceptable. This has also been the case not just in modern usage but throughout most of the history of the English language, since those split infinitives first popped up around the 13th century. Indeed, Oxford Dictionaries state, People have been splitting infinitives for centuries, especially in spoken English, and avoiding a split infinitive can sound clumsy. It can also change the emphasis of what's being said. For example, Jamie decided to slowly remove his hat. Aside from completely rewriting the sentence, there are three ways you could make a small modification to remove the split infinitive. The first way is as such. Jamie decided slowly to remove his hat. That changes the meaning of the sentence, with him now deciding slowly instead of removing the hat slowly, so that option is out. The second way would be, Jamie decided to remove slowly his hat. That's just awkward. The third way would be, Jamie decided to remove his hat slowly. That's much better, but it's somewhat ambiguous as it isn't completely clear whether he decided slowly or removed the hat slowly. One could just completely rewrite the sentence, of course, but why go to the effort when a split infinitive works perfectly well and is clear in terms of its meaning? The idea that the split infinitive should not be acceptable in proper English grammar didn't come about until the 19th century, though it was a matter of much debate even then and into the 20th century. For example, in the 1907, the King's English, they had this to say about the split infinitive. The split infinitive has taken such hold upon the consciousness of journalists that, instead of warning the novice against splitting the infinitives, we must warn him against the curious superstition that the splitting, or not splitting, makes the difference between a good and bad writer. In the 20th century, the idea that split infinitives were bad and should never be used became firmly entrenched in many, but not all, grammar guides. This didn't last long, and by the late 20th century, split infinitives were again almost universally accepted. That being said, some among the older generation still vehemently condemn their usage. This is the case simply because that was what they were taught when they were young. For instance, it was noted in a BBC special on English grammar in 1983. One reason why the older generation feels so strongly about English grammar is that we were once severely punished if we didn't obey the rules.' one split infinitive, one whack, two split infinitives, two whacks, and so on. Surely that can't be the only reason, you say? There must be some logical reason that split infinitives were for a time considered improper. On the contrary, Merriam-Webster's dictionary goes as far as to state, there has never been a rational basis for objecting to the split infinitive. So why do so many grammar Nazis lament the use of split infinitives, even though they are grammatically correct? Further, if there was never any rational basis, who first thought up the irrational basis for why split infinitives are bad? The most popular theory is that it came about because, in academic circles, Latin has long been the language of choice, particularly in the late 19th century when split infinitives started to become taboo in some circles. Thus, it is thought that the split infinitives were perceived to be improper because you can't split an infinitive in Latin. Seriously, that's the reason most linguists think split infinitives were originally thought to be taboo in English. Everything since has just been tradition. The other leading argument put forward in the anti-split infinitive camp tends to be because that's not how people use English or speak, the so-called common usage argument. One of the first who helped popularize the anti-split infinitive movement, Henry Alford, Dean of Canterbury, used both arguments, though leans more heavily on the common usage argument. In the Queen's English, 1864, he stated, "...a correspondent states, as his own usage, and defends, the insertion of an adverb between the sign of the infinitive mood and the verb. He gives the instance to scientifically illustrate. But surely this practice is entirely unknown to English speakers and writers. It seems to me that we ever regard the two of the infinitive as inseparable from its verb." And when we have the choice between the two forms of expression to scientifically illustrate and to illustrate scientifically, there seems no good reason for flying in the face of common usage. However, that argument doesn't hold water, given that people used split infinitives before they were widely objected to. Further, there is certainly a good reason for using split infinitives when it makes the statement clearer, as using split infinitives often does. As stated in Kerm's Grammar of the English Language, split-infinitive usage should be furthered rather than censored, for it makes for clearer expression. I'll close on this topic by including a fantastic quote from author Raymond Chandler to his editor at The Atlantic Monthly. Chandler didn't appreciate the removal of split infinitives from his work and had this to say about it. By the way, Would you convey my compliments to the purist who reads your proofs and tell him or her that I write in a sort of broken-down patois, which is something like the way a Swiss waiter talks, and that when I split an infinitive, I split it so it will remain split, and when I interrupt the velvety smoothness of my more or less literate syntax with a few sudden words of barroom vernacular, this is done with the eyes wide open and the mind relaxed and attentive. This method may not be perfect.